It's six o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM and SF. Oh my goodness, we've got people here uh, to tell jokes and stuff, and that's going to be great. Some people are getting comments. Some people aren't. Either way, we're going to be a really cool audience. And we're going to pay attention and be nice. And there's a buffet of snacks in back, so feel free to eat chocolates and blueberry muffins. So those blueberry muffins from Trader Joe's are pretty good. They're pretty good, but I ate them this morning with blueberries on the side because it kind of upsets me when you eat a blueberry muffin and every bite doesn't have a blueberry. That's kind of upsetting. So although it is a delicious muffin and it's very cakey and delicious, hey, deep, I just have to say it's better. Trader Joe's, work a little harder. A couple more fucking blueberries, can we? Like, I mean, they have all those extra blueberries anyways. Just freeze them early before you throw them out to the people that you don't let eat them and then put them in your fucking muffins. Anyway. They're good. They feed them to zoo animals? That's amazing. That's Spencer Devine is here. He's going to teach us all kinds of beautiful things. So uh, we have a couple people who are going to get comments tonight, and I'll let you know who those people are. But either way, pay attention to everybody and laugh and clap and be super cool, and we have a great lineup, and we're going to have a good time. All right, yay! I'm your host, Ben Benjamin. We've got a great lineup. Your first comedian's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rohit Sharma! Yay! Hello, hello, Mutiny Radio. How's it going? Little giant crowd here tonight. Um, Yeah, I'm a millennial, so I should be making moves, but instead it really hurts to move. And a lot of people tell me that's because, you know, I don't stretch, I don't do yoga. And honestly, I don't really want to do yoga because yoga poses, first of all, sound very scary to me because they're named things like warrior pose, corpse pose, and ragdoll pose, which all sound less like things I'd be doing and more like things that would be happening to me. So that's why I stay away from yoga. That is why I stay away from it. But I also stay away from it because there's something scarier, and that is that if I were to do yoga, I'd be afraid that I'm culturally appropriating white people because I'm pretty sure white people own yoga now. I think it used to belong to brown people until a white woman named Barbara, probably somewhere out there, decided that she too enjoys making sitting more painful yeah and i don't know it's just just not fair you know white people get to have so much stuff you get to have like yoga and scientology so you get to like stretch good and you can also be tom cruise i just i don't i I think it's a little overpowered a little overpowered you guys ever notice how the word off when you add it to something it always makes it like a lot worse Like, getting laid is cool, but getting laid off is not very cool. Getting ripped, that can be cool if that's what you're into, but getting ripped off, is that's never really cool. Getting on a train, that's cool, but, like, getting off furiously on a train while staring the passengers in the face, that's not cool. And you see what I did? All I did there was add the word off. It's crazy how that works. That's all I did. I love that when people drink wine and describe the taste they become cavemen because they'll say things like good mouthfeel good mouthfeel 
mouthfeel good. Mouthfeel good. And then after like a few more glasses of wine, they become even more caveman-like because once they're feeling good, they go out clubbing. Because cavemen have clubs. That's the joke. <clears throat> I, Google made me realize that uh, my porn problem is getting a lot worse because I was just searching something related to Lyme disease recently. So I just typed in Lyme disease and the first suggestion that came up was Lyme disease nude photos. And that was exactly what I was looking for. So yeah, thank you Google for letting me know that I have a problem. I don't have any kids. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. But like, I don't really, I'm not planning for kids. But at the same time, it's like, I want some of the joys of fatherhood, but without anyone being able to trace the kid back to me. So like, I kind of wish you could have like, I wish I could kind of have like a burner kid. It'd be like a burner phone, like, uh, allow me to explain. So like, with a burner phone, use it to conduct illegal activities, and then when you're done, you just throw it out of the window. With a burner kid, similarly, you would use the kid to conduct parental activities, and then when you're done, you would simply throw the kid's phone out of the window because he belongs to you now. Turns out you enjoyed fatherhood a lot. All right, I think that's all I have today to work on. Thank you all so much. Rogi, surprisingly young looking for jokes about not being able to move and fatherhood. I mean, right on, everybody, Rogi, yay! How old are you, 26? indeterminate they won't say when they're 26 i wonder what i've done to them your next it was legal god damn it your next comedian so excited that he's here from la and travels all around the world or wherever he goes who knows everybody put your hands together for twat my yay thank you very much thank you thank you pam and thanks for dressing up like a sailor vampire today I don't know if you know this or not, but Halloween's about two months away, so... But she's always got candy, so I think it's Halloween every day if you uh, live with Pam. She jumps out of the closet and scares you. And I, I haven't seen Spencer Devine in years. We used, to, we used to be roommates in a house, in Sylvan House. I lived in one closet, and he lived in the other closet. It was awesome. But I remember one time we, I left a uh, half a watermelon on the shelf, and I came back, and it was gone. And I know you have something to do with it, Spencer. I know it was you. I don't know how I know, but I know it was you. Wasn't it you? You did it. That goddamn watermelon was carved all the way down to the white part. And it was you. Oh, fuck. But it's all right, though. It's all right. I love Spencer. Spencer's a very funny guy. He, like, he, the things that come out of his head right off the bat, I wish I could do that. But uh, I'm just a writer, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Hello, folks. How you doing? Hello, Lauren. Lauren's out here. Lauren is 90 years young. I know. I saw, I saw another 90-year-old young guy. I think maybe you guys could, you know, should get together and make an 18-year-old baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, hey, how about my jokes, huh? What about that? Hey, I, I, got, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, you know, we got the Japanese, we got the, the Germans, the Italians. What's up with World War II losers that make excellent cars? We said, you're not allowed to make any more weapons. And they said, fine, our cars are going to kill more people than the war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Notice they don't make any airplanes, right? It's only winners make airplanes. If you ever see like a Mercedes-Benz airline, it's time to fake an injury and dodge the draft. Oh. 
Hey, uh, you know, prisoners, prisoners broke the rules, referees enforces the rules, so how come they're wearing the same clothing? Hey, maybe one of them should be wearing polka dots. Hey, but the difference, though, is that the prisoners are wearing horizontal stripes. That's good, because if they were wearing vertical stripes and that was a prison guard, I would look at them through the vertical bars and being like, where the hell did he go? Oh, there he is. <laughs> I, I got to stop getting high on my shift. <laughs> what the... Hey, you know how people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge to kill themselves? I don't think I would ever do that, because like, what if the thrill of the jump like, reinvigorates my enthusiasm for life? You know, halfway down, I don't want to die anymore. Boom. And like, what if, what if I survive? What if I'm a paraplegic? Like, now I'm in a wheelchair telling people, hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you throw me off that bridge. Oh, hanging myself. That's the way I would do it. If I change my mind, I'll grab the rope, pull it up. If I change my mind again, I'll just let it go. And then I'll put my hands in my pocket so that when people find me, I look casual. <laughs> then, they, then they yank my hand out, and I'm flipping them off. It won't go down. It's bigger mortis. It won't go down. Hey, folks, uh, when I die, I want to be buried inside of a clear waterbed. Yeah. And then give it to somebody who has trouble sleeping. Whoever can spend 30 days in a row on the bed can keep it. <laughs> hey, uh... You know, did you guys know that premeditated murder penalizes you for thinking? Did you think before you shot them? Yeah, gotcha. You're going to go away for a long time. Did you think before you shot them? No, good. We like the, uh, anyways. Uh, oh, one more thing. You know when you're in court and they ask you to swear to tell the truth? It gets repetitive, right? Like, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I wish I was the bailiff. I'd be like, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, the entire truth, the complete truth, the full-length truth, the unabridged truth, the uncut truth. The un That's enough, bailiff. Sorry. My wife gave me a thesaurus. Anyways, hey, uh, if you guys like my jokes, please make a donation to the Children's Orphanage of Vietnam. My son lives there. But don't give too much, or else he'll come and visit me. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, Dwapmai! Huzzah! Oh my god, he's so crazy! It's exciting. Are you just regular people? That's amazing. You're like real people with souls. There's a little buffet of snacks behind you if you're hungry. There's some peanut butter pretzels and some candy and some cookies. You're welcome to it. Uh, your next comedian, we're give, well, the next two comedians we're actually giving comments to. So get out your notepaper. And uh, it's you, Jared. And uh, take notes and be cool, everybody. It's Jared Senna. Yay! How are we doing, guys? Hi. I'm doing my son. Uh, I was an orphan. He was talking about in Vietnam. Came here to tell you guys jokes. Uh, I love San Francisco. It's way better than Vietnam. There's just so much going on here. Like, uh, I was taking a nap on BART one time, and... I heard this homeless man fighting someone. I woke up to see what was going on, and it turns out the person that the homeless person was fighting was his own reflection. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was it, it was beautiful. Like he was uh, he was just going hard on the Bart mirror glass, and he just he he never realized that it was it was like a mirror. Like I like to think that like his inner self uh, uh, saw himself on the surface for the first time. So so in a way, he was fighting himself. It's really beautiful, really thematic. Uh, okay. Uh, fuck. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
one thing I appreciate about San Francisco is I became more uh, progressive. Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm a big supporter of LGBTQ plus rights. Uh, it all started when I in college when I start when I dated a few bisexual women. It was a real eye-opening experience for for all of us. Uh, I learned to be more empathetic to gay people, and uh, and uh, my exes learned that they don't really like men. Uh, uh, where was I gonna go with this? Yeah, and that's my activism. I don't really go out into the streets and protest. I'm just such a piece of shit that bi women just change sexuality. Uh, uh, I'm like the prime demographic for bisexual women to go after. Uh, I'm the type of man they like to go after mostly because like I'm short and I have a septum piercing. I look like a lesbian, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. I look like a lesbian. I just need to dye my hair. And like I just complete the look. Um, so in a way, I'm like the gateway drug to being a lesbian. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, like it sucks being ghosted, but you know what sucks more than being ghosted? Being ghosted than waking up to a coming out post. It's like, did I do that? It's like, ah, whatever. Um, so I work at a comedy club. Uh, not as a comic, but I'm the dishwasher. Cause that's where my life is going. Uh, I clean up after the successful people in my field are performing, but I feel good about it. Cause in a way I am the only comedian that gets paid to be there that night. That'll probably get a good reaction. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't count. You guys, this doesn't count. These jokes are fine. You guys are the problem. How you doing, man? I like your jacket. Yeah. How was your day? What'd you do yesterday? What's your social security number? What's your mother's maiden name? You don't want to tell me? Hold on. Bruce, can you spell that for me? C-R-U-C-E. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. How's your sex life? Oh, okay. That's better than me. I don't have a sex life. All right, this is awkward as fuck now. All right, that's thanks my time. Give it up for Pam. Yay, Jared Senna. Now's the part where we get to give comments, comments, comments. So if you have any comments, go up to that microphone up there. Um, Jared, good tag off the comic before you. That was lovely about the Vietnam instead. That was very cute. Thank you. Um, and I think that your thing has legs about the guy fighting himself, but maybe like, maybe there's an act out there where you're like Joe Rogan or something, and you're like an MMA fighter commentary guy, and you're like, he's fighting him, he's really getting in there, he's really punching the glass on that one, or whatever, and then you realize like, oh, he's fighting himself. Maybe it's like a something, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can I just, build up that. I think it's, I think there's something there. Yeah. You were nervous, I guess, because you said a lot of ums and ahs today, which you don't usually do. Yeah. Uh, dye your hair. There's an opportunity for a tag. Dye your hair like a mer person. See how progressive I am. <laughs> dye my hair like a, you know, because you said dye your hair, but like, I know what you meant. Like you meant like aqua or lavender. Yeah, definitely. Probably, Dark right? Blue, I mean, that's yeah. when, that, that's what I was thinking. And then um, 
Never blame your audience. I mean, you can. I've seen it done, but it never works. Yeah. When you're like, that joke was good, but you guys suck. I've seen it done before. I've seen headliners just, just like destroy the audience for being shitty, and it like works for them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you can pull it off, God bless you. Yeah. Uh, other comments? Yay. Hi. Hi. I would say I agree that um, it was a good call back to Dwight's set. That yeah. was good. Thank you. Um, the uh, LGBTQ activism joke, um, you said that you were a piece of shit. I would go the other way. Instead of saying that you're terrible for um, turning lesbians or turning women into lesbians, say you're gifted at it. You're good at it. This is your skill. This is your superpower or whatever. Oh, make, I see. I like make that. Make it a positive thing instead of I'm a terrible person. This maybe lead up, maybe lead into it looking like it's terrible, but then go, but I'm really good at it. Yeah. And yeah. then go make it really big. Yeah, I can make it like, I don't have to change who I am because I'm... Yeah. Yeah. This is what I do. This is my skill. That's what yeah. makes you an activist. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're a superhero your, at right. it. And you're like, yeah. I am so good at this. I am helping out the LGBT community and they love me for it. Yeah. And the dishwasher paid to be there was good. Yeah. That was good. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot, but <clears throat> I was thinking like with the homeless, you said the homeless guy was fighting his reflection in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I feel like the real funny would be if you like connect, cause like at, I feel like with the, with that joke, it could be anybody fighting their reflection. But like if you connected being homeless to the, to the mirror somehow, I think that could, I think that could, there could be some funny within like a similarity. Yeah. I was trying to make it like of. a, he sees himself who he is for the first time. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then... Um, Finally, some perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, uh, the... Uh, I guess I didn't get the... Uh, at first, I didn't get the getting ghosted and then waking up to a coming out post thing. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like there there could be something there. Um, but, um, yeah. but, yeah, I think that's, that's all if, I have. If we, if we can all grasp at what we think he's doing, he's using grammatically the word coming to be that the ghost is coming or something, but it's not clear enough. Like we obliquely get the reference that somebody's coming in the bed and it's either you or the ghost, but it's not clear as to who is, it's uh, like, oh look, he's trying to be clever with grammar, but it doesn't come out enough. Yeah, ghosting means uh, whatever. just ignoring <laughs> them. Yeah. yeah, not like literal ghosts. Yeah. All Clap right, your guys. hands together, everybody. Jared Bye. Senna, yay! Yeah. Seth playing the dog workshop words. Yeah. All right. Uh, your next comedian also wants comments, so same thing. Take notes, be cool, everybody. It's Deep Poncho Chew, yay! Hey, everyone, how's it going? I love being unique. I just love it. I have to stand out anywhere I go. But it's tough being unique as an Indian. There's like a billion of us. One in a million? Yeah, that's like thousand people just like me in India. And a billion people is just a lot for a group of people known for not having sex. It wasn't like Genghis Khan. There was an Indian Genghis Khan who fucked a billion women and produced us. No, everyone was having sex everywhere all at once. 
and trying to be unique as an Indian is like working your ass off and buying a Tesla in Mountain View. Everyone has it. <laughs> that comparison did not work. You are just staring at me like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Only Indian known across the world is Mahatma Gandhi, the freedom fighter. He's short, bald, anorexic. Even our currency looks like it's on a hunger strike. Not, not the best mascot for any country. But still better than this short guy from Germany. Yeah. Uh, some, some immigrants over here feel homesick. They miss their home country a lot. I just think that's stupid. Because whenever I feel lonely or miss my people, I just go to any hospital and ask for any doctor. Hey, is Dr. Sharma on call today? Uh, no, but we have Dr. Singh, Dr. Patel, Dr. Agrawal. And yeah, but in the hospital, I avoid all of the nurses. They might call themselves heroes, but for Indians, they are just failures. And don't even get me started about Indian pharmacists. I just go to a drugstore, sorry. I just go and buy weed if I see a Indian pharmacist out there. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people also don't like Indian immigrants. And to be honest, I also don't like them. In fact, I hate them because they just steal all of my jobs. I can neither get a job at Google or at 9-11. Oh, sorry, 7-11, guys. 7-11, <laughs> that, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> but talking about 9-11, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horrible thing that what those people do, no one should do that. But getting a job as a suicide bomber is tough. Like in your job interview, on your res resume, you can never show experience. One guy got it, <laughs> or at least laughed at it. Yeah, before I leave, I just want to say that I really love anal sex. It's just the best sex out there. But it always takes a minute before the girl finally agrees to put on a strap on. <laughs> All right, thanks guys, that's my time. Keep your hands clapping for deep, everyone. Okay. I'm going to sound like you because I have food in my mouth. <laughs> um, no, it's, you're a good writer. And sometimes I'm able to hear the words you say. <laughs> and no, you're fighting your accent and it's hard and it sucks. But you're going to have to like slow down. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I hear, so the other day I didn't hear the word unique. The day I heard it a lot and I was like, all right. Deep's like, you're hitting the unique hard. Because the other night I heard you do it and I was like, what was that word? Mm -hmm. What was that word? So today you really, it was like you slowed down and you said unique like a bunch of times. I was like, I get it, I get it. Because it makes that punchline work with their seven, million, seven billion of you. Um, the short guy's a joke about Hitler, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then just speed is your enemy. Because the other day you did that nurse joke about the disappointing Indian. Mm -hmm. And everybody got it and laughed because we heard the word nurse. And this time it just it didn't, it didn't register. Okay. So just it's it's so hard, and you just have to be so conscious of 
speed and your accent. And I love your accent. It's great. It's super cool. And it differentiates you too. It's just, we're all speaking English. So, yeah. uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm like, I want to understand what you have to say. <laughs> Except for Marina. She's speaking Russian. So she's like, oh, I understand him perfectly. That was amazing. Are there other comments? I don't mean it to be mean. I just, uh, yeah. we all, I fight my speed all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it, and I've listened back to myself and been like, oh shit, I was going really fast. And I didn't think I was, but I was. Uh, Lauren. Oh, I had one comment. Oh. I didn't understand the thing about the pharmacist. Why is that not good? I, oh, I, think, a, I think you meant that it's, it's a hierarchy. Yeah, like doctors, then we hate the nurses because they are failures. And the tag was like, for pharmacists, we don't even consider themselves like. Okay, yeah. maybe set that up a little bit better because okay. I didn't, I didn't get that. I was guessing, and uh -huh. I wasn't sure if that if that's where you were going. Okay. And maybe veterinarians are the best because they take care of cows. Uh, what? what well, that? veterinarians like so. Sometimes in America, we go like veterinarians aren't real doctors uh, because they're animal doctors, not people doctors. But they're absolutely real doctors. But if you're Indian and you respect cows a shit ton, then. Being a veterinarian might even be more important than a person yeah. doctor. No, if yeah. cows are like the thing, I don't know. I don't know anything, so I'm just that's just shit. Should I know? Mm -hmm. Ian, quick comments. How did you? How did your first joke start? You said you like being unique. Yeah, I think you can. Um, you could start just to kind of insert yourself in the bit a little more. I think you could start with who? Who did you say said you're one in a million? Did you say that someone said that to you? I just, you just said saying, like yeah. it's a saying. Yeah. I think maybe you could start like that. You're like, you're like, you know, I've always thought I was unique. I was talking to my friend. He was saying he like, he loves our friendship so much. He says that I'm one in a million, but then I realized that I'm Indian and there's a billion of us. Therefore there's a thousand me's. I think just, just like it just situates it. Cause then otherwise it just kind of feels like you're just like saying it. I think if you just personalize it a little bit more, then it could just hit a little harder for me. Uh -huh. Just for me, that's just my perspective. So you can just try having that be the start. Because I feel like when you say it, it's like, okay, well, I think you could establish that earlier. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Oh, are you Clap going? your hands together. Oh, Marina has a comment. Go, Marina, go. I get your accent, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, Gandhi, um, maybe you can compare. Did he wear orange robe? Uh, no, he just wore a robe, not an orange robe. Okay, because maybe uh, he, I didn't get that it was Hitler comparison until, for oh, no. a while. Maybe you can compare him as opposed to, like he's anorexic, as opposed to big overweight guy and like Trump kind of analogy. Okay. Uh, and it's more recent. And um, uh, the joke, I think you can maybe reward the punchline for the suicide bomber. Uh -huh. Like uh, you don't have prior, they never have prior experience because if they have their dad. Instead of like you cannot show it. Um, and then uh, when you get homesick, Maybe if you call customer support people because they're physically in India, you can ask like, "How's the weather?" You know, like, uh -huh. and like say hi to my like uncle or something, like punch him or something. Yeah. That's hilarious that you call Thanks. customer support because you're homesick. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Deep! Yay! Yay! All right, the next couple of comedians, no comments, just. Being awesome, just being a great audience, paying attention, being super cool. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people in the Bay Area, just had a great set last week at the Punchline on a Wednesday, not a Sunday. Oh my God, it's so exciting. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut, yay! Woo! 
Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody. Good to be here. I don't know about you, but I like my, I prefer my religion disorganized. I want, thank you. I want the yarmulke over here, the Talmud over there someplace, the bima back there. That's the Jewish religion. And I don't know the Catholic, but it'll say you have a priest over here and you have a choir boy over there. Okay. That was supposed to be, a, all right, that didn't work. Um, isn't it a shame that gonna has replaced going to in our vernacular? Gonna, wanna, have to, shoulda, coulda, woulda. We become a nation of lazy fucks. I hate that. We shouldn't do that. We should be ashamed of ourselves. All right, I'm working on that one. I don't know. If you have any suggestions for these, let me know for any of this shit. This is all new. Um, here's a question. Why are there so many different ways to die, but there's only one way to be born? When you think about it, I mean, you're born out of your mother. You could be born vaginally or cesarean, but it's still, you're born out of your mom. It's only one way. But to die, you can die by yourself. You can die with somebody else. You can die in a whole busload of people. You <laughs> You can die in a car, in a plane, train, bus, um, uh, knives, guns, lack of air, fire, water, air, too much air. Maybe not too much air. But there's only one way to, to be born. So I was thinking about this because I get paid to do this. And you can be born one way, but you can be reborn any number of ways. Just as many ways as there are to die, you can be reborn, maybe even more. Like you could be reborn when you look at a little child who's laughing, ha ha ha, that's really cute. Or you see a sunset, or you take a nice dump. It's, re it's refreshing. And I don't know where I'm going with that one either, so if you have any suggestions, <laughs> please. Uh... Hey, universe, God, whatever you wanna call yourself, thank you very much. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Hello, Brett. We're happy we, we don't understand what we're doing here, really, not all the time. A lot of people are um, giving us shit for saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, but on the whole, it's pretty cool. Just one question, though. Is it random or is it on purpose? That's all I want to know, and I don't know where how we find out and why we're here because it <laughs> seems like you have things like platypuses. Now, that can't be on purpose. That's just too weird. Or Trump. I mean, come on. He's a fucking disaster. All right. None of those work. I'm going home. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> uh, I'll end with a joke, a joke, a real joke. Um. Let's pause for, I'll give you this one because this is all I can think of right now. <laughs> Let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. And reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience, 
Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time, this is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute walls, minute stake, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's a second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much. I'm Laura Kraut. Yay! Laura Kraut, the new Batimia. I love Laura Kraut. There's so many ways to die. Uh, hey, Brett just came in the building. The buffet of snacks. No, you're fantastic. I'm just letting you know the buffet of snacks is in the back. Yeah, I recommend getting the chocolate-covered cherries because there's a lot of chocolate on them, and then you mix them with the peanut butter-filled pretzels, and you eat them together, and then it's magic, just like your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Yeah. Would you let me crash Hey, Mutiny Radio. How y'all doing? Happy Monday. So I just turned 52. Come on, thank you. And the older I get, the more that I realize like everything old is new again. I mean, disco is coming back up. I mean, even we're listening to like Christina Aguilera, like there's all this thing. I'm watching Michael Jackson. And now we have polio, I'm very excited. What, I mean, did you not expect polio? I mean, I guess it would be funnier, but um, and also, I'm, I'm really worried about Harrison Ford and the cost of nostalgia. Can we please, please just leave him alone? Do we have to watch him kill every single character he has ever created for us? Do we have to watch him do it? Do we have to watch him look old and frail in um, Blade Runner 2049? Do we have to watch him do that? And then he almost broke, I think he broke his foot for us for that one, right? So he took one for the team, right? Like, bring him back. No one else could possibly write this film. And then he does um, Star Wars Part 65, right? The, the dream of the death of the franchise, I think it was called. Right? And all of a sudden, like, and then he fell and he broke, and he did this for us because of our nostalgia. Like, we can't imagine this guy ever stopped fucking working. So then he did it again. And I think he fell out of the sky a couple times, too. And now it's really exciting. I know you guys are very thrilled about this. Almost dead from the presses. He's doing um, Indiana Jones Part 5, Attack of the Golden Walker. No, seriously. He's like Charlton Heston with this role from his cold, dead hands. We need to stop this man. We, we just need to beg him, like, for your own safety, Harrison Ford... Please, for the love of fuck. Anyway, these, these are my musings today. I'm really worried about, I mean, Calista Flockhart, do you know who she is? She was, she was um, what was that show? Allie McBeal, anybody know Allie McBeal? They're married. They're married. I mean, I can't, even, I can't believe he doesn't smash her every time. She's, no, she is this big. She really is. See what else was I thinking about today? Oh, um, was he most excited about this whole now um, white supremacist takeover? I'm excited about it. I know I am, and I have fantasies about it because I wonder if I had done something else in my life, if I'd been talented, if I'd had some kind of skill, and maybe I would have been a product producer. 
and I would create two new fragrances to celebrate our new American condition. And, well, the first one would be called White Woman. And you gotta say it like that. It's gotta be like, White Woman. The catchphrase is, always in front. Now, gentlemen, I know you don't want to feel left out. There's nothing worse than a straight man feeling left out. I've got one for you. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. Gosh, I feel so close to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to share one last fantasy with you about the boys' camp that never was but could have been in Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. I get choked up. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson! But it did be every day all the way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was wonderful. Uh, hey, we're moving right along in the Joke Workshop, everybody. And I'm so excited that your next comedian is here, uh, regracing the stage of Mutiny Radio. Used to have a show here called Open Improv, and I believe it's back at Piano Fights. Uh, is it tu- It's Tuesdays or it's Thursdays? It's Wednesdays. I knew it was one of those days of the week. So it's Wednesday at Piano Fight. And everybody put your hands together right now for Spencer Devine. Yay! seduction uh murray curie uh 1975 uh teen uh people say that cigarettes might kill me you know uh and to that i say you know what else might kill me fucking anybody for any reason at any time Okay, so that's stressful. Let me enjoy my fucking cigarette, okay? You know what might kill you? A fucking dog person who takes themselves too seriously. We used to like dogs. We like dogs too much now. And not in like a biblical sense, but like they took baby talk 
from babies. Babies don't even get that shit anymore. We talk to them like they need to be adults. And dogs, oh, you when you poop on the floor. You poop, oh, you're not supposed to poop on the floor. No, you don't let someone poop on, you can like rub a stranger's dog. If you rub a stranger's baby, you're going to jail. You're on five lists already. Fucking, you're late to the game. If people want to know you're a dog person, what they're really asking is, are you a sociopath and can I trust you? Uh, if you don't like, if your answer is no, I don't like dogs, you're Ted Bundy or worse. If people want to know if you're a cat person, they, that's a self, that's a health check. They want to make sure if you're going to kill yourself. If you're a cat person, you're half the way there. It's like you could be on a blind date, right? And she was like, oh my God, I just adopted this choodle. It's a chow and a poodle mixed together. And you know, I saved its life and we do yoga together. So are you a dog person? And you could be like, no, not actually. Bang, there was a pistol under the table. That's how seriously they're taking it. You are the rescue now. You need to be rescued. Okay, believe it or not, real historical fact, Korea used to be one country. One guy in the north was like, I don't like dogs that much. And now it's World War III. That happened. There, I saw a post, and it was top ten uh, golden retrievers that look like Blake Shelton. And, and this guy commented on the post, and he was like, oh, I'm not a fan of golden retrievers. One of them bit me as a child and severed several of my tendons and my fingers. Not the most positive addition to the chat stream, but you live your truth, boo. Uh, and the girl responded, she's like, okay, well, if you see me and my dog, just keep walking. As if he'd be walking down the street. Oh, hey, there's the source of my trauma. Oh, but it's so fluffy and I love it so much. That'd be like if I was like, ooh, I'm just walking around. Oh, a pit of spiders. Oh, I really shouldn't, but oh. Uh, thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. You've been wonderful. Spencer Devine, everyone. What a treat. What a joy. What a wonderment. We are so lucky. Keep eating snacks. They're back there and they're delicious. They're peanut butter filled pretzels. They've saved my life so many times. That was lovely, Spencer. That was really majestic and incredible. And I'm so glad that you've graced our building. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he's also okay or whatever. Uh, no, <laughs> he's a fine human being. He's lovely. It's Newman. It's Newman. He's next. He doesn't know it yet. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. You're next. I was just, I just went from like slobbering all over his knob and I'm like, the next guy's kind of okay. I don't know. He's fine. No, but you are. You're lovely and you're a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm kind of okay. Yeah, and I turned 22 recently. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting older. Um, I'm trying to say more like adult words. Like I'm saying like, saying countertops and refinancing like three times a day now sometimes i'll try to get really fancy with it i'll ask my friends like how's the refinancing going on your countertops and i don't know what the fuck that means but it sounds intelligent i'm at an age where like like my most irresponsible friends are having kids 
you know what i mean like like i'm watching like just like craziest dumbest friends raise children i just have to like fake support them you know because like i can't really tell my friends like you know what's the best thing you could do for your kid leave them like that's like now i just have to I just have to slowly watch them raise like the next generation of like Wendy's employees. Like that's okay. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've I haven't really been in a relationship yet, but like I feel like the success. I feel like the I feel like the key to successful relationships is just like lying, just like a little bit, you know. Like, do I care about your day? Probably not, but like I'm probably gonna ask just in case. Okay, I um have. Did you guys have to watch that documentary, Super Size Me, in high school? Yeah, it's a weird documentary. It's a documentary about this guy who eats McDonald's three times a day, every day, to prove it's bad for you. And I was like, you didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's like three Big Macs in days. Like, my life is going well. Like, I'm on the right track. I, um, I really want a sugar mommy, you know? Like, I think that's, that's my next goal. Cause I'm, I think, I think I could pull it off. Like I'm brown, which is like exotic to white women, and I'm a lifeguard, which is just like a very sexy pool boy. And I think I'm a more useful pool boy too, cause like I can save my old lady. Like all a pool boy can do is like fish her out with that net that they have, you know. Like that's, it's not great. Or the, I think the economy is really bad. And I don't I don't know how the economy works, but I just know it's bad because like reversible clothing is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even rich people were like, we need to give poor people a couple of choices. You know, like that's. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite Christmas movie is this 2001 Tim Allen movie called Christmas with the Cranks. And if you don't know what this movie is, it's this movie where Tim Allen and his wife. They decide to go on a cruise and start celebrating Christmas, and their entire neighborhood finds out, gangs up on them, and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And the reason why this is my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood like ganging up on me and forcing me to celebrate anyway is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen brownface and call that movie Christmas with the Kamars, that would be my get out, you know? Like, it would be way worse. And I think that's all I have for today. Thank you, guys. Yay! Newman Shake, yay! I can't believe no one's crowd working the two people with souls in the room. Like, you have an opportunity to get, like, talk to real, actual people. You're like, no, I'm dumping out before my minute's done. Uh, but that was lovely, Newman. Thank you for changing it at the end. I think it works. I think it works. The Kumars, I think it works because the contacts in Kyoto are listening. He listened. He listened to me, and it makes me feel so good. Okay, your next comedian. He just won the fucking Funny Fest thing. He won a hundred bucks, and the um, ability for me to introduce him this way until it's too embarrassing anymore. <laughs> like a year and a half from now, if he doesn't do anything and he hasn't moved to LA and he's not famous and I'm still introducing him as he won the road to funny fest at neck of the woods on Tuesday nights. No, I love him. He's amazing. Put your hands together, everybody for Ian Langlands. Yay. Come here, babe. Yeah. It's already embarrassing. Let's stop it. Let's cut it, Pam. I didn't win shit, it's a made up competition. I paid her to say that, okay? All right, let's do it. Um, I, uh, 
oh, I moved to San Francisco. I like San Francisco. It's a cool town. I like it a lot. But I feel like we're very desensitized to the shit that we see on a daily basis. I think we all see some stuff that if someone from Nebraska saw would probably give them a heart attack. I think that that's something I, I, I was walking down Market Street and there was a naked man riding a lift bike with a hatchet in the bucket in the front. That's not a thing that you're supposed to see every day. Oh, my parents came. Thank you, guys. You can sit down. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's just a it's, it's a weird city, and it's a weird shit happens. Please, please do it now. You're you're stressing me out. Um, <laughs> that's how good of a comedian I am. If people are standing, I have a panic attack. Um, Another thing, but another thing in San Francisco I saw that, that that was very weird is I saw a robot. I saw a robot in San Francisco, like a six-foot-tall robot. Now, I feel like you should all be calling your family members, telling them that you love them, because I saw a robot on the street, and nobody nobody cared. Nobody, nobody batted an eye. It was like it was fucking part of the neighborhood or something. It was super scary, and I felt very threatened by this robot. And look, I don't care if I'm going to get canceled for this in 10 years when robots are seen as equals, but fucking step off the sidewalk. You're a second-class citizen. Okay, robot? I just don't like it. I felt very uncomfortable. I was threatened by this fucking robot. I didn't like it at all. And I, and I thought I thought what a lot of you guys are thinking right now, what is the purpose of this robot? And I was like, ooh, maybe it's a karaoke machine. Or maybe it's a vending machine on wheels, something fun. I don't know. I looked it up. It's made to deter homeless people. That's like the third worst thing it could have been. I feel like one being it kills people, two being it fucks people, and third, deterring homeless people. I think that's about the right ranking of that. It's just, is that not very telling of like San Francisco in general? We literally have the most brilliant people on this planet, centrally located right here, and a robot is our solution to homelessness. Like it's so out of touch. They're gonna find out about like the fentanyl epidemic and they're gonna be like, okay, we just made this new app where you, uh, <laughs> you input your fentanyl intake for the day and it'll tell you if it's a lethal dose. <laughs> I think that's what their solution to that would be. I don't know. We're working on it. Also, I bet the money that they used to make robots to deter homeless people probably could have end homelessness. It's probably like a multi-million dollar project. I don't know. I don't know. Very strange. Maybe it deters homelessness like as an issue. Maybe that's what it does. Maybe it goes up to the homeless people and it's like a social worker. <laughs> it's like, you look like you are in need of help. Here is a resume template and jobs hiring in the area. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> This is my last set. <laughs> I've, I've made up my mind. I get so excited when I write these things down. I get so excited. I don't know. And, and if you're wondering, what does deter homeless people mean? I, it, it like scans the area. It scans areas, and if there's like a homeless encampment, it just reports them to the police. You need a robot to do that? I could fucking do that. Pay me some money. I'll be a fucking narc. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I don't care. We'll work on that one. We'll be back. You guys will be back, right? Lady in the back? You'll be back. You'll, you'll see me. Um, okay, bye, everybody. I'm Ian. Ian Langland, everyone. People who just joined, there's chairs, there's snacks. Feel free to enjoy their peanut butter filled pretzels. I hope you're not allergic to nuts of any kind. 
Um, and I'm gonna take advantage of like the real people in the room and I'm gonna do my four minutes now. Okay, clap for me, yay. I'm bumping my own list. Look how I'm doing that. Hi, people with souls. That's so exciting. Did you have a good weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Did you? What did you do? Do you have anything special? Special? You went to a concert. That's cool. Yeah, I got finger banged by my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So I know witchcraft is real. Yes. It's real. You a witch? What's your witchcraft? I feel like I feel like his witchcraft is like you're like the Frank Sinatra witchcraft. You're like, oh, it's witchcraft. Like that's the kind you're into. Who are there anybody who are like mothers of dragons? That's witchcraft. I mean, if you turn a stone into a fucking dragon, come on, that's witchcraft. Like I could tell, actually, I think you're in my house. You're a Hufflepuff, yeah. Hufflepuff pass, pass, bitch, right? Don't fall guard that joint, man. Hufflepuff will pass. See how witchcraft has just become normalized. It's fine, right? Are you like tiger's eye or tarot cards? Which are you? Tarot cards, yeah. You look like your type of witchcraft is feminism. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay, it's okay. Witchcraft is just the feminism rebranded. It's fine, we're all like, we'll be okay with it now. Witchcraft, yay. I'm a witch. <laughs> I can read cursive, that's all. <laughs> that's all that means. No, 26 year old, who's 26 or under in the room right now? Oh, look, yay, oh my God, I'm so jealous and I love you and I hate you because you can't read cursive, oh. And you don't know where Albania is on a map. Can you point to Albania? Do you know where that is? Azerbaijan, do you have any idea? Is it, is it boring you already? Good, it's fun. Now, I love the new kids, though. They get to be non-binary, and I'm so jealous because I want to be non-binary. I was the OGNB. Your mother is a dragon? That's amazing. Do you breathe? Did you just breathe fire? I hope you lit a match. <laughs> and then none of us will smell it. Yay. I love that the bathroom's right here. I'm the mother of dragons, man. I eat so many fire chilies. It's like, my asshole breathes fire. It's witchcraft. Woo. Cool. Back to witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I think there's paper. There's paper in there too, which is exciting. <laughs> it's muni. You can. Yeah, I know. We're like, oh, there's paper today. You could light it on fire. It's witchcraft. Okay, where was I with witchcraft? Oh, I was with non-binary shit. I'm so jealous of the kids, because I wanted to be. I was the OGNB. In in 1984, I had my first sex dream, and in that dream, I had a dick, and I was fucking myself. You can't get much more non-binary than that. That's pretty fucking non-binary right there. There just wasn't a word for it. They're like, she's weird. Uh, I was a really mediocre girl ballerina in 1985. I was 11 and I was just, okay. And all the boys in the class sucked. They were like sickled feet and couldn't do a clean double turn. Useless, pointless. And so I went to my teacher and I was like, you call me fat anyways, let me be a boy. Like, teach me, put me in the boy tights. And she was like, well, you know, we really like to hire 26-year-old men to lift the 11-year-old girls in the recital because that's not creepy. But I was like, please, let me be a boy. Like, so OGNB. And she looked at me and said, no. So there we go, yay! My non-binary dreams were thwarted at a young age. But oh, I'm just so jealous of the young kids. Brah! No, they get to be pansexual. Are you pansexual? 
you're not pansexual. It's an exciting new term or old term. I mean, it comes from the Greek pan, which is all or everything. So they're everything sexual, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but back in my day, we used to just call that greedy. <laughs> they're greedy. I'll fuck anything hot. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not punching down. I'm just jealous. I'm just like, These are the rights and privileges I wanted as a child. I'm, I can be anything I want. Okay. Uh, just to let you guys know, I'm trying not to die, so I've removed all choking hazards from myself. Uh, there's actually some in the back right now. I'm sorry. Those tiny pretzels. Everybody, be very careful. You don't want to. You don't want to choke. I try to remove uh, 26 year old men from my area all the time because it's. Choking hazard, right? Like, I, I, I die suffocating on jizz. <laughs> Jesus learned to swallow Benjamin. And then at my fucking funeral, Lauren's there, and she's like, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. 26-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, as an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. But I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Yay! See how I did that? I brought it all the way around back to witchcraft. Okay, thank you for indulging me, people. There's like, I was like, there's real people here. I'm gonna do this. Great, great. We've got a rock block of women right now, which is super great. Or, I mean, I shouldn't even say that, of fat, like comics. I see, I'm just, even though I try to not gender, I'm constantly gendering. Like, I just can't get away from it. It's like, I'm 47, I'm trying my best. Your next comedian is amazing, and they're from Russia. And maybe they don't even want to be, like, nationalized. Uh, but I love her accent. I think she's super funny. Put your hands together for Marina Petrova. Yay! I'm with you on greedy, Pam. Uh, I think polyamorous are just another version of hoarders. <laughs> it's a nice show on Netflix. You should check it out. Um, I miss how dating used to be. I miss getting harassed. You know, you go on a date, they start groping you, then I slap them, I push them, I go home, I sleep like a hero from a Marvel movie. I cleaned up the streets. Now I go on a date and the guys, can I please hug you? Now I have to grope them and slap them. And then I come home, I sleep like a villain, but you know the kind that everyone likes, like the Joker, like it's popular now. Uh, my uh, last relationship was a year ago. I'm in therapy, woohoo. Um, and my ex, he started gaslighting me from the first date. His Tinder profile said he's six feet and he had this photo shoot pictures with hair. And he showed up on a date kinda <laughs> um, like this. And I was like, if you're six feet tall, how come I can see your entire bald head? <laughs> without, you know, having to stand up on anything. Um, and he was, he didn't blink once. He was not embarrassed. He pulled out his driver's license. His photo has head full of hair, height six feet tall. What am I supposed to do when DMV conspires with Tinder to gaslight me? The only thing true on this license was sex M for mediocre. <laughs> Uh, he was one of those tech bro founders, bro is short for broke. Um, he was <laughs> uh, uh, really, really cheap. And when I say somebody is cheap, they are cheap. I'm the proudest owner of you're the cheapest date I went on title in 
any city I live in. Uh, I I am such a cheap date. I get UTI out of every single first date I go on because they're always on a cold bench by <laughs> the ocean and the wind is flowing and I get my um, bladder inflamed. Uh, I get... <laughs> You've been on one, I gather. <laughs> no? <laughs> I had UTI so much, my periods now they're just like icicles, just like falling out one and done. Uh, my ex was so cheap, I learned how to drink one cocktail in for three hours. And uh, <laughs> he ordered condoms from Alibaba in bulk, you know, those like two cents a piece uh, that said, um, put your logo on the front side, put your logo here. And on the back side, it said, uh, you'll get 50% off next order if you name your child after us, Alibaba, I guess. Uh, he tried to be abusive, but even his punches were cheap shots. And uh, uh, where I'm gonna end this? <laughs> um, uh, at the end of the relationship, uh, he actually made me do this test, uh, like compatibility test, because we were not getting along. And he, my number one personality trait uh, was victim mentality, and his was controlling, which is a perfect match. You know, but I don't know why I didn't last. Somebody dropped the ball. Either he was not controlling enough, or I wasn't a good enough victim. I blame myself. <laughs> okay, that's all I had. Thank you. Yay! You can blame her for a lot of things, but not for being funny. Yay, Marina Petrova. Hooray! It's a rock block of funny people. Uh, put your hands together right now for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! Oh, wow, what a crowd. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I've been, I really, I like dating addicts. Um, because I like when they, I love a guy who has something going on in his life that he's passionate about. I just, it's really fun. Um, oh, I feel it gives them direction. I don't know. I like their stories too. I like addict stories. They always start with details and then they get vaguer and vaguer and, and then they always end with something kind of chilling, like, you know, and then we never saw him again. And I can't be like, where'd he go? Because he's like, I don't remember. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, drugs. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was dating this one guy, and all of his stories, he would end with, um, and I woke, in, woke up in my vomit. Um, and, and then for some stories, he'd say, and I didn't wake up in my vomit. And I was like, oh, you know, most people don't even have to add that part. <laughs> and he didn't get it. It didn't work out. OK. <laughs> um, Let's see. I uh oh, oh. I um <laughs> I I don't usually drink that much, but I I went on this date and I drank too much and uh I did that thing where I was like run I kept like almost hitting walls like and they were visible. I just was wasn't having good spatial, you know. And uh the guy I was out with was like um oh, like don't hit that. That's a parking meter. Um and and I was like, who are you, my mom, you know? And uh, he's like, no. So, okay, that's less of a joke, more of just a weird thing that happened. Uh, 
I remember finding out, oh yeah, Santa Claus. I remember finding out Santa Claus wasn't real, which uh, was kind of, which it took me a long time because he wasn't that unbelievable a figure in my family. What my parents would do is they would buy us all two gifts, one really nice gift that was from them and a shitty gift that was from Santa. And so when they were like, he's not real, I was like, why would you even make that up? Like, why would you make up a guy who's like trying really hard and but like giving us these like crappy broken presents? Like my mom got me this keychain from her work. She said she found it on the ground like years later, she told me. And uh, <laughs> and it was this like Lego that was like missing its arms. And she was like, that's from Santa. And I was like, why would you make up a guy? Did, <laughs> did you beep already? Am I still going? I don't know. I'm so sorry. Okay, I but that's why Santa, like, she's like, we lied. And I was like, that's such a bad lie. Uh, oh, I had a friend tell me money creates a distance where fantasy can play. I know that's not... I just think that's so... That was Sean Beard. I just... I, that's such a funny thing to say. Um, okay, I don't have a bit, but I want to add that to the Santa thing. You guys see it. Um, uh, okay, this makes my dad look bad, but whatever. I uh, was talking to my dad, and he was trying to tell me how much protein I should eat for my weight. He's like, what are you, like 135? And I was like, no, I'm less than that. And then he's like, ah, but let's just assume 135. And he, I'm sorry, for this joke, I have to say my weight, and I still can't do it. Okay. Um, that's it for me. Thanks. <laughs> Brett Harper Jennings, everyone. Hooray. Your next comedian had a great set last night at the Punchline. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Yeah, and is about to have a bad one of mutiny. So let's. <laughs> Fuck it. What's going on, everybody? I uh, do wine tours. That's my job. Um, so I take people out, you know, to wine country, get them drunk. Sometimes they say weird shit though, because they're rich and nobody says no to them. So. You know, I have some interesting stories. The lady the other week was like, uh, one of the great things that Hitler did. Okay. Okay, all right. Also, wait, one of the great, like how many are on your list? Sally Swastikunt, what the fuck is going? Like, holy shit, Frau bitch. Uh, anyway, I was surprised by what she said next because she was like, he mandated a 20% gratuity for all the servers in Germany. Shit, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Did not expect to be on the side of the Fuhrer on that one. You know, it's like, you should tip 25 even. You know, that was his real mistake. Should have been 25, honestly, you know. One of the many things he did wrong. Yeah, I just don't understand why she had to bring that up. I don't know what the... What, I just assumed maybe she was really into the service industry. And then she tipped me 10%. So, yeah, turns out just a bitch. That's just it. All right. And worse than Hitler. Cool. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to, how to talk about this one, but, um, like last Sunday I had this, uh, nice Wisconsin couple and you know, the dairy state and, uh, and then they try to fuck me at the end of the tour. They were in their sixties by the way. So I did it, you know, and <laughs> no, I didn't fuck them. Obviously that's holy shit. But also they hadn't tipped me yet. So I was like, who knows? You know, that's a, all I had to react to. I was in my head. I was like, that's gross. Please. Uh, no. And, uh, but I, I was like just trying to come up with an excuse. So I was just like, Oh, you know, 
my girlfriend would be upset because I had told them I had a girlfriend earlier on because I didn't want to seem sad and alone, you know? So, um, and uh, then the guy was like, show him your pussy, Kate. I was like, wow, <laughs> what is in the cheese in Wisconsin? Holy shit. These people are fucked up. Anyway, my stepdad's from Wisconsin. That's interesting. He didn't try to fuck me. I feel like I should clarify. That's not, they're not all like that. Um, I've been watching my, uh, uh, like a friend's kid recently, um, been babysitting, and he likes to watch Paw Patrol a lot. He's 16, so he's an idiot. Um, but he's just, I don't know if you've seen the show Paw Patrol. It's a cartoon. You guys know what I'm talking about? We watch cartoons here. It's bad. It's mostly bad. I hate the show. I want them to put the dogs down, honestly. But like, no, it's uh, six dogs. Uh, they're responsible for the entirety of a city's uh, emergency services, you know, fire, police. Uh, ambulance, hospitals, you know, that city's fucked, by the way. That is, I'm sorry. I'm glad a poodle can ride a skateboard, but, uh, you know, how's that going to stop me from getting robbed at night? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see a bulldog, you know, applying Narcan to uh, somebody's overdosing on heroin. You know what I'm saying? All right, this isn't going anywhere, but it was a thought. Um, uh, what else? I've been working out lately uh, just so I... I Stay sane, you know. I don't know if you guys go to gyms at all. Anybody? No? Yeah? Work out? Make some noise? Yeah? All right. Good. It's good for your mental health. You should. I uh, I, I just don't like, but I don't like the gyms in the city. Um, I go to Live Fit, which is uh, basically if you imagined your apartment complex gym and then just broke all the equipment. Just break all of it and uh, nothing works. And there's like three treadmills and eight people waiting for one dumbbell. So that's pretty cool. But at least it's not SF Fitness, which is in the Castro. And the real workout is in the shower. There it is. It's a glute exercise. It is. They will fuck you there. It is close to my house, though. I'm thinking about going. Anyway. All right. That's my time. Thanks a lot. Shelly Evans, everyone. Hooray. That was lovely. All right, we're moving right along. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Akil Rosdan, yay! Hello, everyone. Uh, golden rule of comedy, uh, do not punch down. Do you all know what punching down is? All right, some of you know. So, uh, punching down is really when someone from a higher rank makes a joke on someone from a lower socioeconomic rank. So do not do that. Now that the TED Talk is over, uh, let's start the comedy. I hate homeless people. I hate homeless people. Uh, and uh, people tell me, say, people experiencing homelessness. Right, let's be politically correct about it. People experiencing homelessness deserve my hatred. So, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, let me try to explain. I'm, I'm, I, I feel sorry for these people, okay? I feel sorry for these people and I feel things should get better for them. Okay, and I don't hate all the time, but, but, when I'm walking through 16th Street Mission, yeah, no breathing, and, and that, at that point, I never go, oh, you know what, I love homeless people, this smells amazing, you guys should come to my housewarming. No, I don't do it there, I shut my nose, walk without breathing for two blocks, and then open my nose for a block and then shut it again because 24th Street Mission is coming. So, so yeah. Um, I, can, I can see 
I can I can sense the room collectively clenching their assholes when I'm talking about this. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Loosen up. You know, let some air out. Your holding your farts won't make it any worse than it already is on 16th Street. Uh, if it's still making you uncomfortable, please uh, hold your noses. We're going to walk through this together. I do it every day. Um, people also tell me, don't say homelessness. Uh, sorry, people say, don't say homeless people. That you hate homeless people, say homelessness. Not homeless people, homelessness. By that, are you really saying take the people out of the equation? Now that's a really bad solution. That's not what I want. Next one's not a homelessness joke. Uh, let me try that. Uh, wow, uh, relief, huh? Uh, uh, so yeah, punching down. Mm. People tell me it's because of the drugs that they are knocked out. It's because of the drugs that they are knocked out. So is it even punching down if somebody's already knocked out? Now that's not a homelessness joke, it's a boxing joke. Uh, I have reasons to actually have that opinion. Uh, I have reasons. My I got evicted recently and my bike got stolen and a homeless guy ran away with it. I called up 911, a stripper showed up. Uh, he said he's a cop. Has anyone ever felt that these cops look like stripper these days with their sleeveless jacket, their torches dangling, and sunglasses? Thank you, yes. So yeah, uh, so so he, I, I told him, yeah, 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 homeless people, you know, uh, uh, ran away with my bike. And this is what he told me. I'm not even joking. This one's real. He said, hey, he took your bike away. Here's what's going to happen. There is a higher chance that you might find your bike before we do. And in case you do, do not bother calling us. There is no way we'll get it. So yeah, that's my time. I'm Raz. Thank you, everyone. Raz, he's so brave. I mean, it's a room full of social workers, and you did homelessness jokes. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if they're social workers or not. Um, I mean, brave of you to double down on it and then keep pressing. I don't know. I don't know how that. I mean, you're creating a distance, and then you just have to figure out how to reconnect because that's. I mean. You've got you've got punchlines written in there. It's just a matter of like how do you how do you connect? I've heard you do this before there, and people are like, yeah, I totally got it. So I don't know if it's I don't know, but if anybody has any comments, um, the, the microphones are open. If any of the people that are real people want to explain why that maybe you were a little turned off by the homelessness joke, you're welcome to. That's what the joke workshop is for. Do you have any words of encouragement of how to connect with it? They're like, nope, we're just here to listen, which is amazing, and we love them. Uh, any other comments? Clap your hands together, everybody. For Roz, yay! Ooh, right along. Uh, we got a couple comedians left. Denise is not here yet. Is that true? Is Denise outside? Johnny? Johnny's not here, I don't believe, either. But Dan is. Hi, Dan. All the way from Boston, living here now. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay! I love how Boston is still going to be my, my credit here in San Francisco. I'll never li actually live here. I never belong here. Um, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I just been, uh, I've just i been traveling a lot lately for comedy these days, guys. I've um, been traveling a lot, which is cool. Uh, I actually recently just came back from Mexico. Yeah, y'all ever been to Mexico before? Hell yeah. All right, white people that love going to Mexico. Checks out. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I like, I like going to Mexico. Um, it's a very, very like wonderful country 
full of culture. One thing I realized, though, as a dark-skinned Chinese guy is when you go to Mexico, the Mexicans think you're Mexican. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's right. All the Mexicans think I'm Mexican. I think one, that's one of the fascinating things is that, like, everyone just, like, accepted me as one of them. And I always felt bad just disappointing them of that I'm not actually Mexican. Like, one time I got into an Uber, and uh, the guy kept talking to me in Spanish. So I had to stop, and I just said, hey, man, I'm actually Asian, to which he said, grado. But then he just kept calling me El Chino afterwards. So I wish he'd go back to actually calling me Mexican. Um, other thing I also realized about being in Mexico is that I really like it when Latina women try to pronounce my name. Because uh, they actually read my name as Dan Guan. They read it as Don Juan. Which, if you guys don't know, Don Juan is actually just a Spanish seducer. Checks out, right? Yeah, one time I called the Mexican restaurant ahead to place a reservation, and they got way too excited to see me. Yeah. And then when I showed up, all they looked at me and they just said was, yo, who the fuck's this Asian-looking Harry Potter-looking motherfucker? All right, you guys are... You guys, uh, you guys are, are, are starting to warm up a bit. Uh, some new stuff. Uh, so uh, by night, I'm a comedian, but by day, I live in San Francisco, and I work in tech. All right, that was a, I, I, was surprised, I was surprised no one was going to throw stones at me, but well, I'll take it. That's cool. Uh, a lot of people ask me about, like, you know, how do I balance working in tech and also, like, doing comedy. And to me, it's all the same thing, right? Because at the end of the day, all I do is ask my superiors for approval. So that's, that's how it is. Uh, lately at work, uh, they, we've been doing a lot of uh, workshops, and one of the things they asked us to do was to say, hey, you should create a manual about your working style. You should create like a PDF manual that details your communication working style, which just only goes to show how everyone in tech is a tool. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think it's super weird, right? Because I don't like talking about like my own communication styles in a really formal way, but I had to list it out. So what I wrote down was that for the guys who follow Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFJ. And then for the people who follow Enneagram, I'm actually a type 2. And then for the idiots in the room, I'm a Capricorn. So... Oh, we got some. Like, what, we got a Capricorn here, or like he's a no, no. Oh, all right, I, I won't get into your zodiac, man. It's okay. You, you're giving mad like Aries energy. I don't, I don't fucking know. Basically, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think I think the, the Greek zodiac is weird, right? And I don't like talking about that shit at work, right? Because I don't. It'll be really weird if they use that against me in my own performance review. Like it would be like if someone were to write, "Yo, I don't like working with Karen. That bitch is a hella like has hella Gemini energy. Would not shut the fuck up." It's like seriously. Okay, you guys clearly know your zodiacs. Uh, I hate, uh, I hate working with my boss. He's a huge cancer. Uh, super analytical. Can't. There you go. Yeah, she she knows. She she hates cancer too. Um, uh, had to report against my director. Uh, Scorpio, super horny. Had to talk about it with HR. So, can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. Okay, and then uh, one last uh, one last joke here. Uh, you know, so some of you guys know uh, I'm from Boston. Uh, Boston gets a bad rep. You from Boston? Your dad is? All right, cool. Yeah, your dad's racist. All right, anyway. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, Boston gets, a bad rep for, Boston gets a bad rep for being called racist, right? And I understand. Actually, I don't think it's that, that racist, though. Like, you know, because I'll, I'll say this. For all, with all due respect, Boston's not that racist because at the very least, with every slur that they use, they drop the hot eye. Ah. All right, that, okay, I'll let, you, I'll let that sit in for a second. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Thanks a lot, guys. He parked his car in Harvard Yard, and who did he meet but Larry Bird? It's Dan Kwan! Yay! We have a couple comedians left. 
Um, Denise Lee still isn't here. Is that true? Eh, but you know who is your next comedian. Put your hands together for Jason King. Woo! All right. Hell yeah. Make some noise for yourselves, everybody. Oh, no. The real audience is leaving. So sad. All right. It's cool. It's cool. Um, how's it going, guys? You having a good time? Having a good time? All right. Cool. I, um, I think the guy, this is a thing I've been thinking about. I feel like the guy who created the Super Soaker water gun paid a lot of attention to the habits of 12-year-old boys. But I don't know if you noticed, it doesn't have a regular trigger. You have to jerk it off. <laughs> you know, that's the only way the gun works. You know? I don't know if you ever played with the Super Soaker. <laughs> that's the only way it works. Yeah. I, I feel like whenever I'd watch the commercials, they felt super sus. You know, just All the kids are like, yeah, spray them in the ass. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. I thought that was funny. All right, cool. That is what it is. Um, I, I, I feel like a lot of people wonder what gender God is. I feel like God doesn't need a gender, right? Because like gender is only necessary for like reproductive purposes, right? You can create shit. You don't need to reproduce. So I feel like God doesn't need a gender. But um, I feel like God could be a woman. Um, because I've been praying to God for a long time to prove to me that they exist, and I've gotten no signs <laughs> whatsoever. All right, cool. Fuck. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was funny. All right. Here we go. Uh, I feel like one of the coolest experiences in life is when you, like, lock eyes with another dude as you see a girl passing by, and you, like, you both, like, catch a butt, and you're like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about. I, um, I, I feel like I could be at my wedding and then I'll, you know, I'll be like doing the vows, be like, you know, from the moment you passed me by, I knew you were the one as soon as I locked eyes with the dude across from me. <laughs> yeah, we did that deep chuckle and I was like, it's, it's all you. Um, I recently, I recently had one of these moments where I was like looking at like a really jacked dude's quads, and uh, I was staring, and then like a gay dude like stared at me, and he was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not the same." And I couldn't, I couldn't say that out loud because that would be offensive. So I, I turned to him, and I was like, "Hey, man, stop being a pig." <laughs> Damn, I'm having a rough time right now. <laughs> this is okay. I um. I recently ended things with a polyamorous uh, woman. Uh, I told her I didn't want to have sex with her anymore. And then uh, she was upset, so she called her monogamous boyfriend. And I'm just, I would have loved to hear the phone call because I would have really liked to hear him feign sympathy for her. (laughs) She calls him on the phone, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to fuck this guy anymore. He's like, anymore? Oh, sorry, baby. Um... I am so sorry another guy is not dicking you down anymore. <laughs> I really liked when he came to our house and came on our sheets and made me sleep on the couch and left a little cum on your lips just for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. What was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. I had so much extra time with all the not having sex. <laughs> I had to, you know, I could focus on my true callings, like punching holes in walls and, and fucking my hand. 
I really enjoyed hearing stories about him every day. <laughs> All right, we got one that works. That's good. Um, okay, that's the last thing I'm gonna say. You got, you know, what's a lot less cool than uh, being in the Mile High Club? Uh, eating ass on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> I was recently eating ass on a Greyhound bus, and you know, it, you think it's a good idea because you're like they're both moving vehicles, but it's. Not the same, all right? Buses come with bus quality ass, all right? You're tasting it, you're like, this has been, not been in a leather seat at all. <laughs> it's, all right, guys, my time, I'm peacing out. Thank you very much. Chicken. Also, airplanes, sometimes now they give you those little wet naps, so you, get, you, can, actually, you can actually sponge up real quickly. You, no, no, the United ones are fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ones a G and they give you warm little things. Oh, that's that feels good. Your next comedian, she knows all about fancy things because you could, those chocolates are really good, Denise. Thank you. They were all fun flavors and they were all the way from South Africa. That was really exciting. Uh, hey, she's back in town and and she's great and funny and yay! Put your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Hey, okay. Uh, so the hard thing when you start dating someone is like knowing whether or not they're a good person, right? Like, I just want to know fundamentally whether or not they have good values, which is why like for first dates now, I just always take guys to the grocery store, you know, see how they handle themselves in high stakes situations, picking fruit in the produce aisle. Uh, I went out with this guy, and uh, I knew right away it wasn't going to work out because he got some blueberries and just chose the box closest to him. Didn't check, didn't check for mold or bruises, and I was like, oh, he takes risks. He for sure has herpes. <laughs> yeah. This guy don't look at the bottom of the blueberry box. He probably doesn't use condoms either. <laughs> Uh, I've tried, I, I'm a very anxious person now. I've tried meditating, exercising. That don't work, okay? So I have a friend who's super chill all the time, like a little too chill, and I was like, oh, what do you do to stay so calm all the time? Like weed, alcohol? And she was like, I don't drink, I don't do weed. Like, Denise, those are not sustainable solutions. I just do meth, and I was like, what is meth, <laughs> you know? Okay, uh, it's, it's hard to feel safe in San Francisco, you know, like as a woman. I don't come off as someone who w could win a lot of fist fights. Uh, recently I was walking home from work and it was dark and I looked behind me, saw this guy following me and it kind of felt like he was, you know, trying to talk to me, mostly cause he was like, hey, let me talk to you. <laughs> I was very scared, so I walked faster, and he also walked faster, and I started running, and he started running, and this was a very scary situation, so my survival instincts kicked in, and I just started galloping down the street, and as I galloped, <laughs> he did not gallop with me. He did not. <laughs> he stopped immediately, and I just heard him yell, you crazy bitch, 
and I just felt so comforted, okay? I really did. I live fearlessly now. I don't carry weapons of self-defense anymore, you know? Like, when I walk home from my office at night, I'm just raw-dogging it, okay? Galloping with, like, the confidence of, like, a Shetland pony or something, okay? <laughs> Uh, like Pam said, I just got back from South Africa, and, uh, you know, before I left for my trip, I'm not going to lie, I was, like, pretty burnt out from work, and and I found that it's always, like, the most unexpected people who kind of lift your spirits. Like, for me, it was the customs officer at the Cape Town airport. Uh, he was checking my passport, and he was like, are you here for business or for fun? And I was like, I'm here for a wedding. And he was like, I'm going to put fun. And I was like, well, I haven't really, you know, had fun in a while. You know, and I'm here for two weeks. Like, it just feels super irresponsible. And then he looks at me dead in the eyes and he just goes, when you die and become a ghost, the fun times are all that matter. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then, And then I was just like, I thought you were just a customs officer checking my passport, but I kind of wish you were my therapist, you know? Okay. Uh, I don't like Asian stereotypes. Like, I, I always get frustrated how people are always uh, overestimating my potential. No, and I know they do because, like, once one of my coworkers was like, Denise, you know what I like about you? you seem way more intellectually intimidating than you actually are. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I don't really know what I'm going to say after that one. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee! Intellectually intimidating. Yay! Yay. All right. Um, your next comedian showed up, which is exciting. Um, um, Deshaunt still isn't here, right? Looks like we have one comedian left. Everybody put your hands together for Johnny Newton. Yay. Yo, what's up, guys? Yeah, so I work uh, as a security guard, you know, which is a little weird because uh, they don't make extra small security tees, you know? Like, I try, try to kick people out. They just, like, kick me in the balls or give me a noogie. They're like, we're staying. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? Now I got to, like, check check people out the door and shit, you know? I'll be like, you guys got any pepper spray or anything? They're like, I don't know. Should I? You know? Like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, now, I'm in, like, a funny predicament, though. Like, my, my sister the day, she's like, hey, I, I got a question for you, you know? I'm like, oh, shit, she knows. I'm like, all right, I took your Xanax. I'm sorry. I took a bunch of your Xanax, and it was awesome. You know, she's like, what? No, I was going to ask you if you're gay, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not gay. I just, uh, I have a lot of house plants. I love soccer and I use an exfoliating scrub once a week, you know, now I got all defensive though. You know, I was like, no, if anyone's gay, it's you, you know, you're the gay one, you know, like Trump, you know? And, uh, I was like, you know, cause you're dating a guy that, uh, has a lot of house plants. He loves soccer and is French. He's a French guy, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, I was talking to the boyfriend, though. He's like, you know, I'm not a gay, you know? I'm just a regular French gay, you know? You know? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm a, I'm a real piece of shit, though. And uh, 
uh, it's funny, you know, like, uh, like when you're depressed and you have sisters, they just think you're gay, you know, cause you just get, you get no, you, you don't hook up with anyone, you know, they start talking, you know, so I don't, I don't recommend having sisters and being violently depressed, you know? Uh, I got some siblings, though. It's funny, you know, like you look at a, the picture of the four of us, though, you know, it's like they're all very attractive. You know, it's like model, model, Chad. And like it's to me, it's like skinhead or incel, you know, possibly late stage cancer. No, if you saw my YouTube recommendations, though, you, you would think that I'm all the above. Honestly, I feel like I'm like trying to just I'm not even consuming content when I look at YouTube. I'm just trying to not get radicalized, you know. Like, at the right bar, it's just, like, the truth about January 6th, you know? Like, do you wish your father was, like, Andrew Tate? You know? I'm like, no, no! I don't know. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, and I got some siblings. I live at home, you know, and I'm bald. So that's a little weird, you know? I feel like it, it's, you can really only live at home and be bald if you're, uh, like, a baby. Like a small baby, like a regular baby with no hair. You know, I don't know. It's getting bad though, cause like I'm all proud of it and shit. You know, like I see my friends, like they got like a good job or like a fiance or something. You know, I'm like, try taking the trash out once a month for your aging parents. You know, high on Ambien. You know that makes taking the trash out into a video game. You'll have like a full pizza by the end of that. You know, I get called weird a lot. You know, they go, hey, that's a weird guy. You know, I think I get called weird because one time in college, I, uh, I took a bunch of mushrooms and tried to make myself come without touching myself. I just tried to like will it with my mind, you know, it's like, come on now, I shit myself, you know, no, no, can't really take drugs anymore, to be honest, <laughs> uh, just booze, just booze, you know, um, no, I live at home, though, you know, and my mom, she'll, like, get back from work. She'll be like, uh, well, I had a productive day. How about you, you know? I'll be like, well, I listen to uh, two podcasts and try to not take any drugs until the afternoon, you know? I don't know. I kind of messed up the timing there. <laughs> but uh, uh, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Cheers. Johnny Nixon, everyone. Well, we did it. We did it, friends. We made it happen. Thanks for being here. Thanks to all the comedians who donated their money to Mutiny Radio, our Venmo, and we love that. And that's so helpful and wonderful. And we had a really good show and I had a really good time. And there's still some more snacks in the back. So, hey, you know, take a handful of chocolate with you when you go. Uh, and we're here every Monday and Friday at six o'clock. If anybody's uh, planning on driving to the Swing and Door, I wouldn't mind a ride. But if nobody's going, it's okay. I can just go home. I don't have to do another open mic. And fucking San Mateo, who wants to go there? But if someone was driving, I'd take a ride. All right, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow, OMG, Wednesday, Baby Blues Barbecue at 7 o'clock on Thursday at Bar on Dolores at 8, and then back here at 6 o'clock on Friday. Okay, bye. Woo!
Chuck, chuck, a luck, a luck, a luck, a luck. 
Mine is rockin' on, rockin' on. Cardinal Hayes, rockin' on, rockin' on. Flushin' high, rockin' on, rockin' on. Until the break of dawn. We ran out of school, so. <laughs> That's cause you don't go. <laughs> what you talking about, man? Manhattan in college, schoolin' out. Cute, 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 coolin' out. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Funk, 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 funk. Come on, get down, stop messing around. You gotta funk, 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 get up. Come on, come on, come on, ain't it funky now? Funk, 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 get up. Come on, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it funky now? Funk, 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 get up. Huh. Come on, ain't it, ain't it funky now? Ha 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 ha, ain't it funky? Yeah. Rock shock can turn the mother out. I Mr. Magic. I jump on it. I jump on it. If you want it. Set Betty Bone cooling up and to Mr. Magic. Rock shock can turn the mother out. Set Betty Bone cooling up and to Mr. Magic. Rock shock can turn the mother out. Say nobody gives more music. Say nobody gives more music. Uh -huh. Say nobody gives more music. Say what? <laughs>
Hello. Hi. I hate to call Johnny Cash a poser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he, but he, he he didn't actually shoot a guy in Reno to watch him die. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like it was for other things. He actually only, I think you remember the history, right? He only spent like one night in jail and it was like for loitering or something. Right. Like it was really for protesting or something. I mean, he went to jail to play music for people. So I mean, he was, Johnny Cash is badass. I was being a little facetious there. Johnny Cash with Folsom Prison Blues. What did we start that set off we with? We started that off with AJ Scratch uh, by Curtis Blow. Awesome song. And then from there, we went to Put Your Love in My Tender Care by <laughs> Fatback Band. <laughs> Fatback Band. I was saying, well, we were, you know, like that song started. I'm like, this song's kind of dirty. <laughs> Put your love up in my tender care. Yeah, Put your like, love. What, what are you asking for there? What would you say? To <laughs> say the, it sounded like a, one of the songs that Chef would sing on South, South Park. Park. Yeah, that was like a, was like <laughs> yeah, one of the throwaway tracks they never used a Chef. Right. But yeah, we were also talking. He was like, he wants put your love in my tender care. You gotta figure this is the '70s. Like, if you're looking for a girl to peg you, you have to like have to say it. Go it, about it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a there's a weird dance you have to do. Yeah, like, we weren't liberated then. You he he didn't say, say I want to put my love in your tender care. It was um. All up in my tender care. <laughs> it sounded like some butt stuff. It did. 
But it was, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, it had that, oh, right, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty blatant, you know, sounds like butt stuff to me. <laughs> ah, I've heard it before, and I know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> All right, then we did African Bombada and the Jazzy Five with Jazzy Sensation, which is really great. And uh, I love that, like, you, you know, listening to these songs, you hear just like the little seconds. Yeah, that they sample because it is just a little tiny little snippet of it. But um, oh, the more I listen to this, just all in a row like this, these songs, I'm just like, man, back in the '80s, it'd have been like fucking cool to hang out with the Dust Brothers yeah. in L.A. They 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 were they were they were like listening to good records and up to some good shit, man. Absolutely. I would go to their parties, they, which they they had a lot of parties back in those days. They do like little club nights and stuff. Like I said, they, a lot of these were like these mixes were like instrumental mixes. And um, they were surprised, like, hey, we can break it down to the beats and just the bass line. And the, be- the, the, the Beastie Boys were like, nah, it's not going to be too busy. We're going to rhyme over this shit. And they made it work. And uh, it's a great, a really great album. Am I thinking of another band? The Dust Brothers became the Chemical Brothers. Maybe so. I, I feel I like there's a story that, like, the, you know, mm. they're like, well, the word dust is, you know, it's a yeah, drug, it's really, a yeah, drug yeah. reference and you can't do that. I think you're it's right. Like and a chemical. that would make the sense because, um, I'm going to Google that. Right well, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you looked that up. Well, one interesting thing I, I do like about the Chemical Brothers, they, they, um, the last studio album by the Rolling Stones that I actually purchased. It was on cassette, just to tell you how long ago it was. It was um, uh, Bridges to Babylon, which was by the Chemical Brothers, did that one. And I always love the story that um, uh, Charlie Watts was uh, not available because he had like, you know, he had, like, eight, eight, you know, had uh, 18 like thousand like, jazz bands he had besides the Rolling Stones. Like the Rolling Stones at that point was like a side gig. And he didn't have the time to go in and do this like long, drawn out studio album. So the Chemical Brothers brought him in, put Dr. Dre's The Chronic on the headphones and had him play along with it. And they, they just sampled and looped everything he did. And like that. He called it good. And Charlie Watts went out and hit the road and made some jazz. But uh, what did we find out there? Uh, I was right 